Alrighty, for once, we gotta have a show where we don't we don't bash on DC movies. Oh wait, we're gonna be Justice League today. It was probably less than 10 seconds. It was probably less than 10 seconds, that's true. Probably. No, we won't bash on Just DC. kidding, all Just you kidding. DC fanboys. going all crazy already. Richie. Don't. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, you guys don't have to worry about it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll discuss it. But uh, what's up, everybody? Another what episode up? of the Beta Report. We got the Beta Bros. We got Jay. Uh, I got what's up? I'm here. Sorry, I'm here. We got the con. Oh, that's me. What up, people? What up, boy? What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us for another brand new episode of the Beta Report. And uh, yes, we want to review Justice League. We're going to go see that movie. Um, and uh, we'll give you our thoughts about that. We also want to review probably the best of uh, the Marvel series. Uh, <gasps> Oh, oh, oh. Dude, that's gonna be a grunting, uh, it's amazing, dude. Contest between give it Tom Hardy grunts. and John John Bernthal, dude. Yeah, dude. Ten imagine, grunts. Imagine it's just a movie. Yeah, that, that's the perfect movie right there, dude. Just cast both of those foods with the least amount of dialogue, and it's just grunting the whole time. Dude, I'm gonna have to uh, post that on Instagram, dude. Who mm-hmm. who grunts better? Uh, Speaking of who grunts better, did you see that 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 tagged you on that we that we we said on oh, our yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. That we want, yeah. Movie, yeah. Somebody else thought the same. Well, somebody took our. I was gonna say no. Well, like to give the that person credit, I don't remember who it was. The party nerds who did it. It wasn't party nerds. Uh, It was a Marvel uh, something. But but I mean, it's it's almost like it's like a given. It's like inevitable that that would be the go-to choice that most people would want to see because those are two. Those are probably two of the most beloved characters. Who aren't like I don't see many people talking about Michael Pena's uh, Luis. Is that his name? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I don't see it as much. You see it as much? I I well, only see no, it no, no, when, when they initially when the when the movie was fresher. I think when Ant Man had just come out, it was like a wave of uh, not as much. I think as Korg uh, for the new Thor movie, but I think like people like appreciated Michael Pena and that character uh, in that movie enough to like. Where I saw him a lot more, um, you know, than, than, you know, you would see any of the other characters. Like, T.I., you know, ain't trying to get another movie or anything like that. He ain't trying <laughs> to get buddied up with anybody. Right, right. Um, I know, right? They don't, T.I., they're not, they're not trying to put any up next to anybody. But, uh, Luis, dude, the Luis. I mean, we're the ones that keep you that fire going, dude. Michael Payne is a man, dude. Michael Payne. He's eventually going to have to come here to this show, dude. Luis and Cora, can you imagine? That'd be dope. That'd be dope, dude. We'd be like, hey, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Can I have some of the waffles? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, bro. You want some of these waffles, yeah, bro? Waffles? Yeah, you want some waffles, dude? Yeah. <laughs> what up, babe? Yeah. And it's just going to be like the whole movie is going to be like a, like a, one of those um, romantic comedies with like food or whatever. That's all going to be about waffles. <laughs> I know, right? With Luis and Cora. Hey, you wanna you want me, my friend? He's made of rocks. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh, you can't smoke them. Yeah, <laughs> not that kind of rocks. <laughs> dude, it's dude, be dope. Be sick, I'm telling you. Yeah, it would be pretty cool, dude. I just it's just funny that somebody else said it too. Like I, I haven't. Like, it's not like 
seen it everywhere. Fat, bro. It's the bad. It's a bad report. Fat. Thank you, uh, Uno, who uh, shot that picture who after us. It? Yeah, thank you. So, pretty cool, man. But, um, yeah, so we got a packed show. We want to talk about this. We want to use our time for that. So, I mean, there's not, nothing else that we really want to talk about, except we do want to say happy birthday to the one and only Forever Five. Yeah, yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, you do. You know, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Really? You were asking me about uh, like a story I could tell. Best birthday story from yesterday, being at the Apple Store, randomly looking at the iPhone 10s, and who's on the featured podcast? But the Beta Report. Dude, I didn't even know how that happened. Bum, bum, bum. You know what? That's the incredible theme song. Why? Because this was incredible. Right there, incredible. it is. Dude, that was pretty that dope. That was pretty great. That was mind-blowing, dude. I was like, oh, snap. I went looking at the podcast, and, and I saw it, too. I was like, whoa, what? Beta reports on there? Yeah, dude. It's pretty cool, man. But, uh, but, like, without even searching it, it was, like, on that little, yeah, it's like, like, that little toolbar thing. Swipe, what, to the left? Yeah. And uh, it's, like, the, I don't know, like, a news feed or something for, mm-hmm. um, and at the bottom was this podcast suggested it was the beta report was on there. Like, yeah, what? Boy. So I was like, happy birthday to me. There it goes, dude. So, yeah, it's, uh... I bought all the iPhone 10s in that store. I was like, you know what? <laughs> For your birthday? I made it. He made it big. He said, hey, I want this iPhone 10, because this one the one that has right, the yeah, better yeah. for suggested on it. Right. <laughs> For sure. So it knows me. Yes. It's meant to be. Okay. Yeah, there it is, dude. You're making those face emojis? Hell yeah. Those are dope. Same forever five. The little monkey dude was my favorite. Bye, Frankenstein. Frankenstein, no. But uh, our own forever five is not really forever five, but you know, it's still be forever five. In forever fart. Forever fart. For, forever fart. <laughs> forever fart. That's you. That's you, homie. <laughs> forever five in my heart. There it is. So uh, yeah, really man. Michael Jackson. Do you have another? Uh, Birthday story you want to share with me? Um, for this weekend? Did you do anything crazy? No. For the most part, we just kind of hung out, just chilled. Cool, man. Kicked with the fam. That's it. Oh, that's me, too. With the fam bams. There it is. I know, dude. It's crazy, though, dude. Once you get, like, past a certain age and you have kids, it's like your birthday isn't ever yours again. Like, Hazel was getting everything, and I was, like, I was like low-key jealous. I was like, damn, girl, how come I don't get no presents? So you're here getting everything. Dude, I got you a gift, dude, but it's not coming until next week, so. Yeah, you like that commercial. We're talking about it You're going to send me a picture. No, you know what? We'll you're send me a picture of it and be like, I ordered this for you, but it didn't come in time. But here's a picture of it. Yeah, I know, dude. To me. I didn't even get that. Okay. I didn't even get a freaking picture dude, of it. I ordered it, and it's like, because it's so popular, dude. I'm serious. You're going to see it. Watch, we're going to do an unboxing here next week. Yeah. We'll do an unboxing of your gift, and you'll see exactly why it was difficult to I get. Like, I like that. Yeah, dude. So, my bro, dude. What's up? You guys want to wish uh, Jay a happy birthday? Just go to our Facebook. I know. Instagram. Send gifts. Let's do it. Hit me dude, up. we're going to get some, something special from one of our listeners, dude. Well, imagine if you love me. Sick. No, we are. What, Chonies? No. Oh. We're Chonies. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Some weird people Mr. out there. Mr. Ugo. Hugo. Karan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll show you guys. We have a, a listener sending us out some pretty cool tees. Once he, uh, he's got his website set up and his business, he's going to shoot out his 
information. Dude, these, dude, let me just tell you right now, those those shirts that he showed us were dope. Yeah, we'll post it on here once we get it. But uh, he just today we want to give you guys some T-shirts and uh, um, and he's opening up business. But we're gonna go ahead and and put out the info so you can because you're gonna see we'll post up pictures of it once we get it. And it was pretty dope, dude. I I won't even say what it is. Well, heck yeah. Once we get it, we'll put it up. But uh, thanks so much to uh, um, Hugo Caranza for sending us out that stuff. Chapin, hijo de... Ay, hijo de su madre. La gran... Um, but yeah, faithful listener, thank you so much. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's just jump, jump right in to this, dude. Let's... I'm waiting. What do you want to do? Punisher or uh, Justice League? Uh, let's go Justice League. Justice League? Justice League. All right. So that's what we started off with. Let's go Justice League. What we've been waiting for, most people have been waiting for, some people have been waiting for. All right. DC fanboys have been waiting for <laughs> to finally say, you see, we make a good movie. Although it's underperformed in the theaters, it's actually, it's actually... Not as bad as some of the reviews going out there. Let, and let's put this out there. There's a lot of bad reviews right now for it. Not as bad as the, the reviews are bad, but reviews. Negative. Negative reviews of the movie. Yeah. And uh, a lot of critics are really, I mean, bashing it. But honestly, man, I'm not one of those. I really enjoyed it, dude. I, I thought it was, I thought it was fun, you know? Yeah. There, there's some, there's definitely some problems with it. Like, there's certain things, um... That it obviously would have benefited if, if everybody had their solo movie, sort of like what Marvel did with the Avengers, mm-hmm. where everybody had a solo movie, so you got to know who the character is, and then you bring them all together. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know Wonder Woman, and, and everybody knows Batman, and all this stuff in it, and everything. And um, you know, Flash, to a degree, you might know because you, he's got his own TV show, show. Yeah, for sure. So, in a way, in a sense, you kind of, you know, could say you know a little bit of him. Even that doesn't really count because it's different actors and stuff. But uh, who have a different kind of personality, almost. But still, you know, there's some something to that. Uh, but it, but the movie does suffer a little bit with some type of, you know, character development that's missing a little bit. You know. Yeah. But but with that said, it, I don't think it really pulls the movie down. You know, I think uh, you know. First of all, start with the positives. It was um, it was fun. There was some joy in it. There was actual jokes. Mm. Um, I think Aquaman and and the Flash are standouts. There they were um, they were funny. Um, the best thing that DC did was make Aquaman like. Look pretty good, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's yeah. not lame, like in the comic, where it's. it's the, I don't want to say that the, the the comics are lame, but translating that into live action would have been lame. You know? Right? It doesn't it, I don't think it would have worked. So the way the design for Aquaman, I think, worked, and and it made it really cool to make him. I just love all those people who are like, yeah, they that that costume is not. It's not a, a. It's not green and gold. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not the comic book equivalent to what the comic show. I didn't like um, that he didn't write in on a dolphin. Yeah, <laughs> his hair wasn't blonde enough. Why is Aquaman Polynesian in this movie? It's like shut up. Uh, because <laughs> this is probably the best way that you could have uh, brought yeah. this character to life. And even like 
uh, just kind of pulling on that 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 uh, um, you know, just kind of going into that like going that direction of like you know pulling Jason Momoa as uh, as Aquaman or whatever. It's kind of weird when you when you do call him like Arthur Curry or whatever. But it's like I feel like culturally speaking, it's pretty cool because it's like you know uh, Polynesian culture relates a lot to like the water gods and all that stuff and water, water deities and all that sort of thing. And it's cool that they're kind of like pulling on like those like uh, you know that that cultural mythology or whatever and like kind of bringing it in too. Not that it's like explicit in there or anything like that, but it's just like cool that visually you can kind of make those parallels. With having him there too, so I don't know. I, I just thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They made him into very uh, a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was that was pretty dope. And then Barry, I don't know why they went the route of making him uh, like kind of clumsy. The comic relief. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. He's definitely the comic relief. I mean, yeah, without a doubt, he's the comic relief of the whole movie. But. Um, it worked. I thought it was fun, dude. I, he he brought like obviously being the youngest um, member of the Justice League, uh, he'd be the one that's a little bit more immature, kind of in a way, and, and not um, totally uh, in control. Well, I don't shouldn't say in control of his powers, but more like he's not the guy that uh, he's used to fighting. You know, he even says it in one of those clips in the commercial, right? He's like, you know, I'm not used to fighting. I just run, push and run away. You yeah, know, push people and run away. So. So he's kind of in that, you know, stage where he's learning to be a hero, like, you know. So, but it was it still worked though. But he was funny, and I thought he was really good. So I thought it was it was pretty cool. Um, but definitely, there's like like one of the negatives, dude. Before this movie was coming out, a lot was being talked about trying to digitally remove Henry Cavill's mustache because he's got a mustache for uh, Mission Impossible Six, and he was con- contractually obligated. To keep it, like oh, couldn't shave it off. That's crazy. So they had to digitally remove it. So like the first scene in the movie is like a cell phone video, and it's like it is, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's pretty, it looks pretty bad. It looks, it's like it doesn't even look like Henry Cavill, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's like a, a mix of, a mix of a like a, a video game cutscene, like his face, uh-huh. and like. Motion capture kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's a kind of the same thing, but you know what I mean? It's like bad motion capture, dude. It's just his face, his jaw looks weird, dude. Like, <laughs> I know it's Henry Cavill, but it doesn't look like him, kind of, you know? Yeah. So it's weird, and then like there's little parts like, you know, I mean, it's no secret that Superman's in the movie, but um, there's other parts where you can kind of see it, but you kind of not, you know? It's like you'd have to really stare at it, right? Um, but other than that, I mean. I think Cyborg's CGI kind of, it's just a little bit, could be a little bit distracting, but not as much. Mm-hmm. But um, it's still like, I, I thought it was a lot of fun, man. It was it was good. There, there are plot holes. Uh, there are like little things that, I mean, if you pay too much attention to it, would, will, will bother you. And, and Steppenwolf is not that compelling of a villain, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was the thing that... Um you know, and, and a lot of the reviews that that I was reading with that, it was like he wasn't he wasn't uh, compelling at all. Where as like you know, you would see something like Loki because they're just kind of po- pointing out the similarities between the two, and how you know like the the similarities between the Avengers and Justice League. 
and you know them like uh, Steppenwolf and Loki somewhat have the same types of motivations, but because Tom Hiddleston as Loki was just so much more compelling and and charming and and um, just uh, more magnetic, like you were just drawn to him as a villain. Uh, whereas Steppenwolf, like he's just like devoid of any personality, and he's really just kind of like like just there, but not really. He takes up space rather than like add to it. You know what I mean? So well, there's like you know, there's that. I mean, I guess the motivation is to prepare the planet for Darkseid. You mentioned Darkseid once, mm. and and but but he's not that compelling. But again. Marvel's had that problem forever too, you know. Yeah. The villains always with the exception of Loki, though. Yeah, with the exception of of Loki, um, Hela. I think they did a good job with mm-hmm. Hela. Um, and uh, and Zemo, in my opinion, but we digress. And Zemo too. So, but the, they have like twenty two movies. Yeah, so three out of twenty two. If I didn't go, to, yeah, out of the twenty two, not a great track record. But um, you know, it's. You know, it was a bit of a problem, but not as bad. But it was still, um, you could call that one of the negatives. But it, to me, I mean, I, I'd be willing to go watch it again. That, that's how much I liked it. That I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I really did. So, you know, it was kind of cool to actually see all of them in action, too, like all together fighting. It was The action sequences, I think, are really cool, too. Mm-hmm. But there's, like I said, there's, there's certain things that kind of fall through a little bit, you know? Like, um and I don't think you mentioned that people haven't seen it, so just I, I guess I don't want you know discuss it too much, or well, at least some of the spoilers. But there's just like the little things that don't make sense. That you know, there's one scene, um, and this isn't giving away. It's on the commercials where you know uh, the Flash, like oh wow, they just left. Huh? That's rude. You know that yeah. when they're on the on the roof in Gotham, like maybe like ten minutes before that they pick up Flash in, into the team. And all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I'm on the team, and he's on his costume already. And mm-hmm. he's kind of like, you know, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, like, build-up build up for them to get together. To the team, yeah. 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 That's funny, too, because I feel like that's, like, I think that's where this this movie was affected, um, you know, because it was good, you know, like, it was it was better than Suicide Squad. It was better than... You know, Batman vs Superman. It was better than Man of Steel, but they kind of like lost that. Like, I feel like DC and their films have kind kind of lost that capital, like that that equity, and like that. You know, most people now kind of. That's what I was trying to get at the end. The last podcast we were talking about this, where like you kind of know what to expect, like not know what to expect, but like you know what it's gonna be, or people just kind of assumed what it was gonna be because. They they've had a track record with the exception of Wonder Woman, and some people have problems with Wonder Woman too. But with the except uh, the exception of Wonder Woman, like most of the DC movies haven't been that great. So a lot of people really aren't like you know rushed to spend money to watch this movie or will give it the benefit of the doubt anymore. And because and that's one of the things that I feel like these movies are suffering with the most. And I and I don't know if, if they could have done a better job with the casting or whatever, but. I feel like they don't have that, like, they don't have the RDJ or whatever. They don't have, like, that Tony Stark character that kind of, like, pulls everybody up. You know what I mean? Like, Iron Man was such, a, like, a hit, and, and and Marvel got super lucky that it was what it was. Like, and it was such a huge, like, 
you know, no one had seen anything like it. It was just like amazing, and it kind of like thrust like the superhero movies, you know, into the forefront of like what we have now, where it's like, yeah, we're 22 movies deep, and we're still getting more and more, and we're excited about getting more and more. I feel like DC hasn't doesn't have that yet. Like they haven't, they don't have that one character that they can just kind of put all their stock in and just be like, okay, this guy is in it, so follow us. You know what I mean? Like where if you see Iron Man's crossing over and then and is in a freaking Spider-Man movie now, you know, like, and that's like the the power that they have that Marvel has in in having like that one character that kind of helps thrust all their movies forward. Um, again, like I feel like Henry Cavill. You know, I think I feel like making that character from Man of Steel like such a dour, like you know, it, like an existential like character study of like what what a realistic Superman would be like. I like I feel like that worked against them because it didn't make Superman interesting or compelling enough for people to be like, oh yeah, like let's follow this guy on more adventures or let's see where we end up with this guy because they just didn't give him the chance to do that, you know? And, like, in all the other movies, has been the same thing where it's just kind of, like, I don't know, he's pretty aloof and just, like, nonchalant about certain things and mm-hmm. just kind of goes off. And that's one of the things that this movie, Justice League, and it's a bummer that, you know, it's, uh, you know, people are, are, aren't really giving it its due or, or just kind of, like, crapping on it, is that, like, if I feel like they did do a lot more to bring in that, like, intrinsic optimism that Superman has, like, that, that like, characteristic optimism that is Superman, you know what I mean? Like, he's a little corny, he's a little, like, he's just, like, optimistic, he's hopeful or whatever. I feel like we got more of that in this Justice, Justice League movie than we have in, like, the other movies that he's appeared in. Oh, dude, without a doubt. And it's, without like, and that's, and it's, and it's just, it's, I'm glad that they're taking the character in that direction now, and that kind of makes it does make me hopeful. Like, you know, that it kind of crosses the barriers of like just the move, the film itself. Like, it it makes me hopeful in Superman to see him like be that character now, like that character that he should have been from the beginning, not been like you know freaking. Uh, yeah, they definitely need to take, you know. Saying like his dad saying like yeah maybe you should have let all those kids die it's like what the heck is that? I still go back to that it's like insane so so uh, yeah I mean you know without rehashing all our problems with these other movies uh, in particular Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman um, the you know the choices that Zack Snyder made in those two movies is what hurt uh, is what hurt DC and mm-hmm. in my opinion I think and and it's just you know. My opinion kind of matches with a, with a lot of. Uh, it sounds. Um, what's the word? <laughs> that, that, that We're a little pretentious. Pretentious, yes. Thank you. Um, it, it's just. It's just. I think you know. A lot of people agree on some of the choices that Zack Snyder made. Uh, Snyder made in those movies, and one of the biggest theme in those movies is the dourness. The uh, how dark it was and everything, right. and and in this movie, you know, it comes up a lot better with with the joy, the the, the humor in some of this movie, and you know, and, and I don't know if, and honestly, you know, it was talked about how Zack Snyder stepped uh, stepped down from the from the production. I think it was pretty much done, but there were some reshoots when Joss Whedon came in. It's kind of hard to tell what is Whedon and what is Snyder in a way because mm-hmm. it still looks like. 
like aesthetically it still looks like a Snyder movie, but right. but some of the dialogue looks like it's Whedon. You right. know what I mean? Right. So what was reshot, and what was it? I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell, but because uh, I doubt they, you know, because it's humor like almost from the, you know, I should say from the start of the movie, but pretty much close to the beginning towards you know the end. So you know, unless that's how extensive the reshoots were, then then you know you could tell. But uh, hopefully Snyder did make a change. But honestly, I think DC. Or Warner Brothers needs to take this away from Snyder, and hopefully that's you know, and that sounds messed up, but hopefully it doesn't come back. You know, it's like yeah. the, the cool thing about Marvel is that they have so many different directors for these movies, so it injects some um, some freshness in some of these movies. You know, I mean, like there's almost every uh, different character has a different director, yeah, and that's what they should have done. They should have used a fresh mind, a fresh take on some of these characters so that it doesn't show you don't have that same theme everywhere you know so you know the the thing that benefit and hopefully hopefully um the positive from you know the positive uh feedback from the fans and from you know non-critics will help the movie have some legs and continue in the theater and you know yeah kind of you know because i i really feel bad for, I, I hope that it does better, you know, because I, I did like it, you know, and I, and I, I mean, thought it was cool that for them to... Uh, I mean, to be honest, that movie's running out of time to make money because December is, like, right around the corner, dude. We all know, like, we're all dumping boatloads of money in December for one movie. December 15th, dude. It's, like, there's so, no other movie that's right. rain. It's right. And then, it, and then, yeah, I mean, that movie's being forced to, to be played in the biggest theater for an entire month. So, yeah, I mean, Justice League has to hurry up and, and try to catch up on that but and then Pixar has a movie coming out this Thursday and it's like yeah they're running out of time to make you know some some big time money on it so I hope they do man because I again I, I liked it I thought it was good it was fun uh, again you know the Flash Aquaman was great um, uh, Cyborg was not bad but it, again he wasn't the stand down in there you know yeah and of course Wonder Woman Gal Gadot is, is dope see that's what it's like I feel like she is probably the closest Thing to, um, you know, like a, um, a, uh, um, how would I say, like, like a character focal point, I guess, like someone that they can use to, because uh, in this movie, you know, they use Batman or Ben Affleck to round up all the, to round up the characters or whatever, and you see that in the trailers and stuff, and it's like him going to recruit people and do all that sort of thing. And all the split between him and Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman goes and gets a uh, cyborg and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, and I like Ben Affleck as Batman, dude. Yeah, like I do like him, dude. I, I hope that but for whatever him. reason, like he his take on it, and and maybe it's it, I don't know because it's like it's it was almost like conflicting a little bit because in this one, like in, in Batman versus Superman, I feel like he was probably like like what like the better one of the better parts of that movie. Him and Wonder Woman kind of stole that movie from from uh, Henry Cavill and Superman or whatever. Um, but I feel like I almost like that version of Superman more than what we got. I mean, I'm sorry, of Batman than what we got this time around where he was like, uh, like he was a little more, there was like a more like levity injected into him. Like, see, it's weird. They got like the characters like, like mixed up where I would have been fine if they would have kept Batman as like the dour, like, uh, you know, brooding like character or whatever throughout, um, uh, as opposed to like making Superman that character or just kind of like having him like have that level of seriousness. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then, like, in this one, it just kind of seems like they try to, like, flip that, and they made, you know, Batman kind of have, like, that sense of urgency of, like, trying to make everybody hopeful and, like, get a team together to stop this, like, threat, this impending threat that's coming. I feel like that should have been Superman instead and, like, not Batman. So, I'm like, I, I, I don't know if I like if I like this version of Batman as much as I did the Batman versus Superman Batman. Really? If that makes sense. Sort of? Because I, I, like, I want him to be that dude who's just freaking bashing heads in, like, that warehouse scene. Or he's, like, you know, just, like, straight up, I don't have a problem with Batman killing people. <laughs> like, I know some people, like, that's not, like, that's not, uh, you know, a, um, uh, what is this, like, I, I'm blanking on the word, but, you know, that that's not something that, like, you can attribute to that character. Batman doesn't kill or whatever. But I honestly didn't have a problem with that. Like, I was fine because it made the character pretty badass, like, in that movie. He, that was pretty cool. Like, that was probably, like, one of the coolest parts of the whole movie was that scene where he's just jacking dudes up in that warehouse. But, like, we didn't have anything in this one. No, I don't think he was like killing that. anybody there. Dude, come, dude. He wasn't killing anybody there. Dude. <laughs> dude, he freaking, like, he he threw a car. He, like, threw the Batmobile on someone's face in that movie. He did? He didn't tell me. Yeah. In that warehouse scene? Not in the warehouse but it was, like, leading up to well, the warehouse scene. Because I agree with you that I would have preferred to see more of that Batman in the warehouse scene. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, but in that I warehouse scene, he, like, he, like, bashed some dude's head in. Like, his neck was literally, like, his head was going one way and his body was going the other way. Who? He could have been just a paraplegic. <laughs> but he didn't kill him. Okay, maybe. He didn't kill him. Too. Okay, maybe. But, like, I'm not uh, supposed to branding people. And I'm not talking about when he's, like, that was, like, shooting with a Batmobile. He's, like, totally, like, shooting missiles at it. Hell yeah, dude. So I do have a problem with that because that's what makes him different from the other, from anybody else. Yeah. That he's, he's not a killer, you know? He doesn't actually, because that's not who he is, you know? His code is do not kill. So to do something different, yeah, I don't agree with that. I, mean, I But I'm okay with him being vicious. Yeah. Like, totally, like, yeah, dude, I'm going to break your bones, but I'm not going to kill you. Yeah, yeah, That's That's not funny. See, I guess I, I guess I can agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but in, but in Justice League, he's not, he's not that vicious, I guess, because, but it is mostly probably because you're paying more attention to, you know, uh, Wonder Woman being a badass, you know, mm. uh, Flash freaking running and then tripping, yeah. and then uh, Cyborg <laughs> coming into his own, because he still doesn't have a handle of his powers yeah. and stuff. And, of course, Aquaman, dude, is, you know, he, he was pretty cool, too. So, um, but, yeah, dude, it, w- it was, it was, uh, it was something I, I enjoyed watching. So, um, you know, I would say it's uh, beta approved. Go watch it. I think you'll have fun. I mean, yeah. I think even a casual viewer will enjoy it, you know. They won't pick it apart like some, some nerds, but I think. You know the DC fanboys will be like, oh, okay, cool. They finally did something yeah. good. You know, the critics though, critics are like just like really tearing this movie apart, which I, I just that part I don't get. You know? That's but, what I mean. I feel like it's just because they've, they they as in DC have kind of lost that good standing. You know what I mean? So it's like so they won't give them a pass. In, it's one in of those. Terms it's, of, yeah, it's one of those things where like you see it happen like a lot of time. Like you know, you kind of you establish a culture per se, like. You know, you've, you've kind of, like, put out this product. It didn't happen with the Terminator movies. Like, it's the same type of thing where it's just, like, each movie was, like, it, people, like, crap on Salvation or whatever. That yeah. one wasn't that bad. But it was, like... I actually enjoyed Salvation. But it, it was, was like, all, like some, some of the movies, like, 
and like after that or whatever, just kind of like it was just kind of terrible. Even before that too, because like Terminator Three, I think was kind of crappy. But um, you know, it was kind of like people just lost faith in those movies. Were just kind of so everything after that wasn't gonna, you know, it was just gonna be it was a up, uphill battle, yeah. you know, throughout. And I feel like that's where Justice League DC is now, where you know everything's gonna be an uphill battle, dude, and it's just gonna be. Uh, it's just going to be hard for them to to really, like, do good, uh, with the exception of, like, Wonder Woman, again, like we said before. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's, you know, most people, you, you can do, like, 99% good, and, like, it, most people are going to point out that one thing that's bad. Um, and, unfortunately, this thing has more than just, like, one thing that's bad with it. But, you know, the bad stuff is usually more glaring than the good, so people are just going to point that out more. Uh, which is unfortunate because, like you said, yeah, it's, it's like a fun, it's a fun movie to watch, and like the 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 levity in it, like the the humor in it, I think it's like all like works to its advantage, and it's it's better. Like I just feel like this, like the, you're you're working with like comic book movies. These aren't like, you know, you, you can even make the distinction between like comic books and like graphic novels or whatever. Like this isn't like if you're making like The Walking Dead or something like that, where it does deal with like a lot more serious stuff. Like you're talking about like comic books, dude, where they're like it's it's all just supposed to be like escapism. Like you're supposed to have a good time watching these movies, and a lot of the DC movies just weren't providing that. Like they weren't yeah. like giving you any reason to actually have fun to watch them. Um, so yeah, it's unfortunate, but definitely like I I feel I would recommend it. I yeah. would want people to watch it. Definitely, dude. And speaking of uh, Batman killing and all that stuff, uh, let's uh, let's shift gears to. Oh. Oh. There you go. Oh. That's how you want to be. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of the Punisher. Hell yeah. The Punisher. Dude, man. And, and the reason we're like grunting like that, dude, this, it's, uh, John Bernthal is, uh, like, the most perfect casting for a character other than uh, RDJ as uh, Tony Stark, dude. He was like, this role is made for him, dude. I mean, it's 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 crazy when you see that he can stand next to somebody else who's taller and maybe even bigger, but still believe that Jumper Talk can still beat him up. It's crazy because we're, we're we're kind of talking about this. You like, I had a friend of mine who was saying like, "Oh, I just wish he was a little bit taller. He was like, you know, a little bit more like he was a little more built, like buffer or whatever." And you know, we we're talking about it. it's like, dude, I feel like his intensity does that, like, makes him imposing dude like he doesn't need to be like this huge like muscle bound like buff guy or whatever like scars all over his face or whatever like the the intensity that John Bernthal brings like his portrayal of the character is like almost larger than life like it's just like he's so intense so like everything that he does is like is just like at a hundred percent so you're just you feel it dude it's it's like it's it's like you it's like a visceral reaction to him as that character. Everything is just like blown out to like a thousand like a thousand percent or whatever. He doesn't just like you know shoot someone. He like he shoots that person. You know what I mean? Like you can like feel every gunshot. Like every time you like pull the trigger. Every time you like stab someone. It's like you feel it, dude. It's almost like a guttural experience. Like, dang, like this guy's just bringing it, dude. For any of our listeners who don't know who the Punisher is, and we're talking about this, they're like, dang, who the heck? Is I know who is. Dude, somebody needs to lock that guy up. He's like, this crap is scary, but it really is. Like, he makes it believable, dude. Yeah. It's, 
So really quick for for those uh, uh, listeners who don't know who the Punisher is, um, the the Punisher is a comic book character created like in 1968, I believe, where it's he's a um, a pretty much a vigilante. Uh, Frank Castle is his name. And pretty much, I think he yeah. is like he is a vigilante. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he's he's judge, jury, and executioner, pretty much. Right. Uh, he's he's a, a character that his family was killed, so he goes after the people that killed his family and ended up just becoming uh, the Punisher, where he's punishing people who get away from the you know regular justice system. So he doesn't believe in it. He just takes it upon himself to. His powers are literally just being judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, and knowing that he can carry it out. It's just being a freaking soldier. Like a vicious, vicious soldier yeah, who will kill yeah. you. So, um, so it was adapted for television over for Netflix. And it's on a 13-episode arc at Netflix. Uh, all available right now. You can go and watch. And it was... Uh, and I did watch all 13 episodes this weekend. It was pretty cool, dude. It was really uh, well done. I think um, John Bertal, as we just mentioned and we just said, that he is perfectly casted for this role. You see, you could feel his intensity. You could feel his trauma because he continues to, you know, uh, flashback a little bit to his family's murder and stuff. And um, it, he is, uh, if you haven't watched Daredevil season two, he is a big part of that season, and we can kind of see. And some would argue the best part of the, that season. Is, yes, uh, I I would say it was, in my opinion, it was probably one of the best parts of season two. And uh, y- you know, he he, um, he sort of dubbed the Punisher in that season, and he carries it over to to this one. Uh, although the beginning, he kind of gives up that moniker and could, tries to be a, a normal person. So, I mean, it's it's man, it, it is great, man. And and then uh, the other. Um, the other thing about uh, what makes that season great is his partner, um, otherwise known as uh, Micro. Micro. Uh, the comic story actually his name is Microchip, but I guess Microchip sounds too nineties <laughs> or something or, or whatever. So it's uh, they turned it to Micro, um, and this character uh, is is probably one of the best things about. The season itself is the relationship between Micro, aka David Lieberman, and um, Frank Castle, aka the Punisher. Right. So it was great to see the pairing that those two had, their relationship, the kind of almost love hate, but more love than anything between yeah, those yeah. two. It's pretty awesome, man. It, it was great, dude. I loved it. Like, there's one episode where there's not as much with them in it, and it hurts it. That's how good that, that, uh, Pairing is, you know, and so and in all the um and all the uh, other shows, it's the best duo of those shows, you know. We're not talking about Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, uh, and Daredevil. Right. Am I missing one? Or oh, Iron Fist? It's like uh the best part of uh, you know that duo is better than all of you know in any of those uh, other shows. So it it was great, man. The 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 villain is good. I thought it was pretty, actually, it's really great. Yep. Um, and, uh, I mean, what else? I mean, look, it's ultraviolet. It is. Um, most of it serves the story. There'll be, you know, there'll be times in there that some of the violence is 
you know, kind of a lot. <laughs> Gratuitous. It could be. Say. You could say it is. Um, of course, it defines him because, it, like, you know, like, you know, we were talking about how he grunts a lot. It's almost like, you know, there's the normal Frank Castle, and then there's the Punisher. The Punisher, yeah. When he turns he, into the Punisher. Right. And it's not like, you know, I'm saying it turns it. It's not like he actually turns into it, but it's almost like a... It's almost like a cue, like an audio cue of, like, okay, like, he's made the transition between one character and the other. To the Punisher, yeah. Right. Yeah, where it's like, he's in that beast mode, the killing mode, yeah. where it's like, he's just give, given into it, you know? So, um, that's where he does his grunting. He does that, like he goes, and it's just crazy where you see how his intensity in in those scenes. But it's awesome, dude. It's it's really well done. It's well written. It's uh, yeah, I think it's probably the best of the Marvel shows. Honestly, I think it was you know well done. And man, I just can't wait for season two, man. It's it's, it was pretty great. Yeah, dude. And it's crazy to think that like it's it for the most part, you know, maybe competing with Daredevil season two. Mainly because he was in that season as well, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like it's um, yeah. This this show, top to bottom, was just like great. Like I, I, you know, like we we've, we've just been like gushing over uh, John Bernthal, but it's just like you see him in this show, and you just kind of like honestly, you don't even have to know the character. Just like if you just were just watching the show without really knowing who he is, what he's about, just watch it, and it's like he alone is compelling enough for you to get drawn in. Like, like my wife doesn't really read comic books. She doesn't really know. She knows who the, the Punisher is um, because, you know, like, he had a movie a while back ago or whatever, the Thomas Jane movie. Um, but, um, you know, we were watching this the other day, and she was like, dang, that guy's, like, crazy. Like, he like he is the Punisher. And I was like, oh, dang, I just hearing her say that. I was like, oh, that's crazy. But, like, you can, he definitely embodies that role, and he is just able to, like, just become that character, which is freaking awesome. Um, well, at least your wife watches it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my wife watching, she's like, no, I'm still binging Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, dude. I mean, she's it's like, not... Jeff, when are you going to have a show about Beverly Hills 90210? <laughs> so I'm like, later. Yeah, it's uh, at the same time, we're going to have the uh, This Is Us reviews and recap shows. And oh, yeah. And, uh,. And uh, what's, what's that other one? The For Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Heck yeah, dude. It's coming, dude. It's coming. We're going to have Although I know we have listeners that are like, yes, come I know. <laughs> you know what they're talking about. Dude, but um, yeah, a lot, uh, they show like you were saying is just even some of the side stories, like some of the, uh, the when they do kind of like divert from, you know, the Punisher and uh, Micro and like that whole like uh, story arc. Um, some of like the extra stuff, like especially like in that first episode, um, I love how it all kind of built up to like the the revival of like the Punisher character or whatever. Like, you know, you kind of talked about he kind of he tried to he tried to stray away from it, trying to live like a normal life or whatever, just doing his thing. But like, you know, just like the just the way that they they, they built up that story, and it's almost like a self-contained story too, like. Just to show you how the character came back, and then like just kind of introduce Micro too, like that episode alone, like to me was like a stand, stand, not a standalone, but like a standout episode um, for me. That was just kind of like I love the way that they kind of piece everything together, and it's just like the brutality of like um, of uh, of uh, the Punisher again and now was just like freaking sweet. So I just the, the whole thing was just like 
it, it was just good. Yeah, I dude. loved it. Yeah, it was good. It, it was, yeah, it definitely they did a good job for it, and I'm glad that it did well because then, then hopefully that means a season two. Uh, more than likely, it will be a season two. Uh, probably not even on Netflix, though. Yeah, it might not even be on Netflix. I know, you're right. It's um, on Disney's streaming thing. Yeah, Disney's doing their own streaming service in 2019. And they're pulling all this stuff out, dude. Well, they haven't confirmed about pulling the, the, the Netflix shows, right? They haven't. I thought I had read somewhere that they said that they're going to pull all the... Well, I know they said they're pulling all the Star Wars movies, which, mm. are, um, which is crazy because, like, next month in December... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is going to be on, Volume 2 is going to be on Netflix. No way. Yeah. Oh, snap. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's like it just came out this year and it's like already on Netflix. So I guess they did that with Rogue One, too. So, um, yeah, I think they said they're moving those movies, like the Marvel and Star Wars movies, mm -hmm. but I don't think, uh, it might be, I might be wrong, but I, I thought they haven't made a decision about like the Netflix shows. Yeah. Like, they haven't actually said anything about that. At least I don't. I, I thought I hadn't read about that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely beta approved. Uh, or should I say beta tested, beta approved? Definitely watch uh, the Punisher. I think it's great. It's 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 like one long movie, pretty much, because the narrative goes on. Uh, you know, throughout the the whole season, you know, those thirteen episodes, um, and. Um, you guys pretty much picked that the pick of the week should have been the Punisher. Right. Because that's most people picked uh, the Punisher as their pick of the week. So, there you go. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, speaking of pick of the week. Pick of the week! We want to give you guys our pick of the week. Are we there already? Yeah, dude. I guess we can make it short for the last episodes that we've been going over. Right now. <laughs> um, so, I got a pick of the week, man. I got... Um, yo, yo. Oh. I thought my mic went out. No, you um, dude, uh, this is an older movie that's been on Netflix for a while, but I just saw it over the weekend, um, and I thought it was pretty good. It's called. It's a. Granted, it is a South Korean movie. Nice. So there'll be subtitles, dude, and it's gonna be crazy. It's called. Don't expect the happy ending. No. Yeah, it's pretty. Why are all South Korean movies like that? They're just like they're crazy people. Like they don't want to give you a happy ending, dude. Uh, yeah, just keep going. Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. Um, just keep going. The movie's called uh, Train to Busan. Oh yeah, 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 you were talking to me about that. Have you seen today. it? I haven't seen it, dude. Check it out, dude. Now it's awesome, dude. It's a it's a South Korean movie, uh, so there will be subtitles, um, and so it's not dubbed. You know, it's just not like you know. They're talking English in the mafia movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it is subtitled, and um, it's a zombie movie. So basically, what it is is that there's uh, a story revolves around uh, a dad and his daughter who are going to Busan um, to see uh, his wife and the mother. That's a real place. Yeah, in South Korea. In South Korea. About South Korea. So I'm assuming it's a real place. I, I, honestly, I don't know, but I'm assuming it is. Uh, but. Uh, on their way, the more you know. There you go. On the way to Busan, they're taking the train out there, and a zombie outbreak happens, and some of the zombies are on the train. Damn. So think about it, like a, on a train, dude. Like there's really nowhere to go, but they did some interesting things with the. It's almost like, like uh, World War Z in a way, yeah. but more contained. Only in South Korea, it doesn't go all over the world like World War Z is, but. It 
dude, it's pretty dope, dude. It's pretty good. I think, you know, some of the choices they made, like, um, just some of the ways that the zombies react and some of the little quirks that they put in the movie. Yeah. In order for the movie to work, I guess, being in a train was kind of cool. I think it was pretty different. So, and, and I don't know what it is with the way these actors move, like, like it's kind of like, do you remember World War Z? Like when they turn into zombies, they their body kind of contorts. And yeah, yeah, they're all convulsed. But this looks like a little bit better than that. They're like, like they use body contortion. What is it? Contortion. Contortionist. Um, to be part of the movie, like there'll be like this one person that's lying down that just got bit, and then she like all twists like crazy, and then stands up like on a twisted form from the floor, like straight up, all like twisted. It looks crazy. Yeah, crazy. it looks crazy. It looks pretty dope. And, uh, dude, it's like, it's so dope, dude. It's I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And, of course, like, it's, like, super sad, too. But at the same time, there is, like, you know, um, some, some, uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they're, it's not totally, you know, sad, mm-hmm. you know? But, I mean, obviously, a lot of people die. But it's, it's just, it's really... I really enjoyed it. It's really good. So I, I would, you know, if you guys don't mind zombie movies and, and um, South Korean movies, right. check it out. It's worth watching. I forgot where I read somewhere that this was like, yeah, they, they had ranked this one as like one of the like the top like zombie movies uh, of like recent history or whatever. It yeah, it's like, really well done, man. It's, I think, it was really good. Yeah, it's really, worth do- it's really, you know, worth checking out. It's uh, <laughs> one of the parts that I really liked, dude, was, you know, they're trying to get through the train with a bunch of zombies. And so um, these three guys get all suited up. You know, they start putting like duct tape around their arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this fool is like he—he he looks like he's like a like they don't mention it, but he's like those like the like the South the Korean version of um, what's that guy's name from uh, Nacho Libre? Um, Skeleto? No, the oh. other the the Ramses. Ramses, yeah. Like he's not buff that, or what? Like buff, but no, but like not really buff. Not defined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, so just just think about like a like an Korean old. guy like that. But he's not old. He's an older guy, but he's not like super old. But he's just like a guy where he's like super stocky. So like you know, an old like like nineteen fifties uh, movie star or something like that, where it's all just like it's all just chest. Yeah, yeah I don't know about fifties stuff, but yes, like that. Like, like it's all, all chest. Yeah, yeah it's all, all chest. You know he doesn't have a six-pack under there. Right. But he's got, like, you know, pecs. You yeah. Know? He's like, <laughs> dude, so he's, like, kind of stocky. But it, it was a trip, though, because they're trying to get through the train, and there's one fool who's got a bat. There's another fool's got a shield. That fool's fighting zombies with his bare hands, dude. Nice. <laughs> Heck, <laughs> yeah. The zombies are coming. That fool's punching them, dude. <laughs> he's, like, punching them and throwing them across, dude. He's like, make, like, his head, their heads explode. Like, every time he punches them, it's just, like... Automatic, like, head explosion. Their heads don't explode, dude. They're just getting knocked out. That's right. <laughs> he's knocking zombies out, bro. That's like, amazing. He grabs, like, this one dude and does, like, a rest. That's why I think he's, like, a re- like, like, I don't know if I missed it somewhere in the in the subtitles, but that fool looks like a, like, he's a Japanese wrestler. Like wrestler? Or Asian wrestler or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he, like, grabs one, one, uh, Zombie and he throws like a like a wrestling move and to the other zombies and stuff like that. It's nice. funny, dude, but it's dope. It's really cool. Dude. It's really <laughs> good. Yeah, I think I think they did a really good job on it, dude. That's sick. I gotta check it out, dude. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, it's called Train to Busan. It's on clearly on Netflix right now. So you know, go check it out. So it's, it's I thought it was fun. It was it was a pretty good movie. Nice. Yeah, check it out, dude. Uh, do you have a bigger week? 
Um, Coco. You guys got a chance. I'm definitely going to try to watch it this week. Because um, Hazel wants to watch it. Pixar is what? 11 out of 11? Pretty much, dude. You know what movie I just saw recently, too, was uh, Cars 3. It wasn't like, I know a lot of people were kind of... No, I heard people were saying it's the best one. It's good, dude. That Cars so 3 is the best one out of the three movies. It was actually really good, dude. I was surprised about it. And that. it was cool because it was like, like, like it was in regular Pixar fashion, like it was just so emotionally charged. Like, it was just such a, uh, it was just so like, like, you know when you watch Toy Story 3, they have that moment where they all kind of hold hands and they think it's going to be the end. It was like grown men, like people my age or whatever, like crying, dude, just kind of like, oh crap, this is like the end of our characters we grew up with or whatever. It was kind of like one of those moments in like that movie where it's just kind of like, dude, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, these characters that you grew up with, because you're really small and then you kind of grew up with them and now as an adult, you get to watch these movies. I was watching it with Hayes and I'm like, Damn, like this is like this is pretty Cars three? Yeah, this is pretty yeah, awesome. Dude. Like I like so I really enjoyed it. I liked it. It was really cool. That was another one. If you guys get a chance, Cars three is actually a good movie. There Check you know. it out. So I'll be uh James got two bigger week, Cars three and go watch Coco. It's another Pixar movie. Go a supportive movie that was um actually overseen by a Hispanic artist as well. So they wanted to get the Hispanic culture right. Yeah, dude. So, Which is cool. dude, and it's like, I mean, that's why you got to give Pixar props, dude. I feel like they never cut corners, or like Disney in general, I guess, too. Like They did the research. They, they, do, they do a lot. Yeah, they're like a lot of the people, and they were all like, and, and I just speak to the, I guess, the authenticity of the movie. Like, uh, you know, they, 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 as in like these experts of like Day of the Dead and things like that, were just very pleased that Disney and Pixar actually reached out to them as opposed to like because I think they made a cut of a mov- of the movie uh, and they showed it to them first like without you know they didn't they didn't they didn't say like oh you know like 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 they actually asked for their feedback and were, were like very concerned with what they thought and then when they like gave their feedback they actually listened to them made changes and did different things and then brought them in to consult later to like actually check on the authenticity of certain things and all that. So I was like, that's pretty dope, dude. Like, you got to give them props for, like, actually going that extra step and, like, making sure that everything is, like, legit and that it all fits in, like, into the culture, like, the Mexican culture and, like, all that stuff. Um, so that's – it's it's pretty cool. So I'm excited to watch it. So this Thanksgiving, go watch Coco. Because it comes out on Thanksgiving. Dude, so you got choices, dude. Like, check it out. If you guys want to stay home – and you have Netflix, watch Train to Busan. If you want to go out... And The Punisher. And The Punisher. If you want to go out and do something, watch Justice League or Coco. There you go. We got you covered here at the Beta Report. Or if you want to go out, but you also want to, like, stay in, you kind of, you're, like, in the middle, go to Redbox, pick up Cars 3, take it back home, make yourself a turkey sandwich, boom, you're good to go, dude. Got you covered. Or... Make a choice, Rick. Yeah, I know. Come on, Rick. Or out. Make a choice, Rick. Dude, that's legit. Shane, we miss you. We miss Shane. Actually, not not really. Not really. Yeah, no. We watch it in The Punisher. Get him in The Punisher. There you go, dude. Hey, actually, can I say something real quick? Go for it, dude. Um, I don't know how I feel about the... What's the chick's name? Uh, who? The one? Madonna? Is that her name? Madonna. Madonna. I don't know, dude. 
What what is it that you don't like? like Madonna's a character in the Punisher, by the way. Yeah, it was just um, it's actually Dina Madonna. Yeah, I didn't um like I didn't I didn't feel like that whole storyline was really that necessary. Like I feel like they could have done without it. Um, she like I understand that through that there's certain elements of the story that kind of are navigated through that arc or whatever. You know, like there there's certain information that the Punisher's enemies learn through them. Um, and, uh, you know, other characters have relationships with, with, uh, what's her name again? I always want to say Madonna, but it's Madonna. <laughs> Madonna? <laughs> what's her name again? Madonna. Madonna? Madonna. Yeah. Madonna. Um, I don't think it's Madonna. It's Madonna. Yeah. They just, um, I don't know, I feel like they could have done without that character and without, like, that whole, like, Homeland Security storyline and all that stuff. Um, I would have loved to see more of um, Billy Russo and, like, the whole Anvil thing. Like, if they would have spent as much time with that aspect of the show than they did uh, with the Homeland Security stuff, I think I would have enjoyed the show a lot more, to be honest. I don't know how you feel about that. I didn't. I didn't. She was annoying at first, but I mean, it, it was. Ne- I I thought it was necessary because you 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 would need that that um, change in in, her, in direction yeah. from where she is when where she starts. So, um, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mind it as much. You know, I, I thought it, I thought it, it worked well within the story. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I know what you're talking about, but I I thought it was okay. I didn't I didn't I didn't mind it. I mean, um, it, I, I think I thought the same way you did at the beginning. But as the story progressed, I kind of understood why they were doing that. But I didn't find it as a distraction. Though. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it wasn't so much a distraction. I just felt like it was unnecessary. Like it just I feel like I said they could have spent more time doing other things. Like you said, like the show kind of the show. Uh, um, is affected when Frank and Ben is it Ben right? Uh, Micro uh, David Lee David David Lee when they're not on screen like I feel like I could have I would have gone so much of I I would have wished to have gone more of them they would have been like in every single episode like mm-hmm. all the time um all, like you know the time spent on her and like all the crap that she's doing I I could have gone with like other characters but. I don't know. That's just me. I feel like it just didn't didn't really do anything for me. To um, the story. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I feel like they could have gotten to where they got to without her on that side of the story. But they needed somebody, though, on that side to be sort of their advocate later on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it, like someone on the inside. In order for the story to work, they needed somebody on the inside to help them navigate some issues, you know, without, yeah. without giving too much away. So, I mean, I, yeah, I can say, I see what you're saying. Just give it away. Who's been out for like a whole week already? <laughs> people haven't <laughs> seen days. it. Well, give, give, give the people a couple days. All right. They're not, All they're right. not like you and I who spend a couple hours just watching. All them. right. They're not like you can just like let Hazel starve and not feed her until like, wait. I had to watch the punch. Or just let her sit there and watch it too. Like, mm-hmm. Don't worry. Play with die. Fine. Yeah, exactly. 
It's for her betterment future. It's like throwing knives at the wall and shit. Mommy, I'm a demon. Dude, that's still, that that story was crazy. Teen Titans, people, watch out. Teen Titans. It's crazy. It's a funny show, but. They're demonic. <laughs> you gotta watch out sometimes. Yeah, but anyways, hey, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Beta Report. Hey. What? At this point, oh, no, no, no. Because it, it would be up tomorrow. But the Super Close Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I know. I was going to right now. We want to wish everybody a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with your family. This is a time to be thankful for uh, just everything and uh, enjoy the food, enjoy the turkey, ham, Black Friday, chicken, Black Friday. (laughs) Enjoy your Black Friday shopping, um, which starts Thursday, so you got to make a choice. Thursday morning. Dinner with family, or am I going to go make line for a TV from Phony? Hey, dude, Best Buy has a 40-inch sharp 4K TV for $179. Picking that up? Probably not. That's a pretty (laughs) good deal, though. I think it's like 44 inches, actually. We get advertising stuff now? Hey, that's not bad, dude. That's a pretty good deal. I'm letting people know. I'm just saying. Hey. That's a pretty good deal. If you guys need a TV. If you guys will be out there, there, please do not riot in the Walmart stores. Yeah, be careful. We don't want to see you uh, on uh, YouTube, all these people fighting over stuff. So uh, be careful out there. For sure. It gets real. Everyone's seen the videos. I know. Everybody knows what happened. Crazy. And that's probably why they started so early now. I know, right? So it wouldn't be like, oh. So it won't be like a crazy mad dash, like, rush to try to get certain things. Now I just kind of like, hey, dude, chill. Like, it's just chill. It's there. Don't worry. Yeah, it's going to be we'll there. have enough TVs. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. Go to our social media pages at uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook. All are at the Beta Report. Until next week, this is Jeff. This is Jay. And this is the Beta Report. Peace.